Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today we will talk about. Um, oh gosh, I forgot what I forgot to look up the episode number. <laughs> I'm a mess. It's been vacation Bible school online all week, all month, and uh, so I've kind of lost my way here. But I know that we're talking about the church. So um, the church. What is the church? Uh, it says that the church is the. Uh, community of the new covenant, which we've talked about the new covenant. And, you know, I want to kind of um, uh, church itself. When, when I say the word church, um, like myself, I'm sure many of you think of a building immediately, um, probably a very specific building. Either it's the one you go to now, or maybe assuming you attend church, um, or it's the one you went to as a childhood <laughs> In your childhood, excuse me, and um, so we're going to do a little bit of a Q and A, and and we'll branch off, and you know us, we're going to go all kinds of places. So um, I want to talk about, and uh, my first question is, what is the main point of the church? And so I'm going to ask Everett and Tom to kind of talk about that from their opinion. I guess this is all opinions, but. Um, let's start there. And so what's the main point of the church in your view? Um, if you look over and just read from the Book of Common Prayer, you're cheating. <laughs> use, use your own words here, please. <laughs> and um, Tom, you were late. Let's start with you. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. What's the main point of the church, buddy? Well, in Hebrews it says, do not neglect meeting together as the habit of some is but encourage one another and all the day all the more as you see the day approaching in the king james it says but spur one another on and i i think that's fun yeah spur them on that's the point <laughs> it's to be a a group that encourages and motivates and supports each other in in um what we talk about in the Eucharist, the end of the world. You know, the Eucharist is about participation in the are the already but not yet that we're mm. waiting for. Okay. So, and that's what it says in Hebrews. And all the more as you see the day approaching. So we're. It's about encouragement, support, mutual prayer, that sort of thing. So it's community. And that's what you see as the main point. Yeah. I mean, encouraging each other in worship and the life of the church, but okay, not just encouraging general encouragement, but encouragement in a specific thing. Okay. All right, Everett? So I think that the, the point of the church is, is that, uh, like Tom said, it's, it's, it's a community, it's a people. Um, the church is the body of Christ. Um, I think that one of the deficiencies of Western, 
I'm just going to say of American Christianity is, is that we have tended to uh, equate church with building. And while most churches do have buildings, the building is not the church. The building is the place where the church gathers together. Right. Um, and I think from a mission standpoint, the, the, you know, it, it, the, the, a church building facilitated the gathering, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think I think we too often have equated the thing. The church is 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 those who have been baptized into Christ's death and raised to new life um, are Christ's body. Hmm. Okay. I feel like um, the church. When when I visualized the church, um, quote fingers, as a building, it was more of a check list checklist item that I showed up there for an hour each week, checked the box, and left. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and so that's what I knew as the church, and um, and only and when you know people begin to teach me and uh, further and spend time with me, or, or maybe I discovered some on my own, whatever it may have been, uh, do it, did I realize that the church are, you know, the, the people. And uh, so, you know, that's, I think that is an important step in, um, oh, I don't like to do that. I don't like to say, you, you've, you've got to do this step. Um, I don't mean to make it sound that way, but it was important for me to realize that, uh, because then I stop thinking about um, something that is, uh, gosh, a physical location that I could go to and check the box and leave, and I'm good, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and so, um, okay, so that's the first, that's one of the first questions I have. Um, then I want to think about um, the second one is, what do you feel that the church does best. So what do we as the church, so the church is not just a building, it is the body as, as ever referred to as of the of baptized Christians are the church. And um, what do we as a church right now, let's say, do best? Everett, I'll start with you on that one. Um. You know, I think that the church, when it's at its best, um, is is some of those things that uh, Tom described. We're there to encourage one another. We're there to pray for one another. We're there to care for one another. Um, and I think that is, I think that's the church at its it, its best. Is is that the the word church um, is this word ecclesia, um, and and the uh, as I understand it. Um, there was a vision within, you know, parts of the early church that this was an alternative sort of civil community from the one in which they lived. And, and, and often because when they chose to become a Christian, they could no longer participate in the civic religions in which they lived, right? Because all those were, you know, based upon worshiping, um, you know, the, the, the emperor gods. and empire, right. And pagan gods and, right. and Caesar and all this stuff. And, and, and so 
Christians were locked out of of those societal gatherings, and so it would be kind of uh, you know an example, um, maybe a, a, a poor example, but an example might be um, you know there are certain religions where you can't you know celebrate Christmas and mm. um, you know. Uh, national holidays or whatever and and those were oftentimes kind of points of civic religion um like fourth of july for instance um so i think at its best the church is there to encourage one another and provide an alternative community from the dominant community around us hmm okay the um so what stood out to me in there and talking about that i mean that's uh definitely alluded to a lot of what Paul talks about and, and eating, you know, meat sacrificed to other gods and so on, things like that. Um, but, uh, Oh gosh, I said that. And then I lost my main point. Um, Nope. It's not going to happen. Okay. I got to start writing down. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Coming to you, Tom, and I'll think about what I was going to ask Everett and then I'll come back to it. What do you feel as the church do we do best well what we do best is we be the church i uh when i had a friend in seminary he used to say all i can do is be be jim and i can be the best jim i can of anybody else i can i can be jim better than anyone else in the whole world and I always thought that was funny because that's all any of us can do is be ourselves and be, and I can do it better than anyone. I can be Tom Dahlman better than anyone in the world. Right. And the church is there to, as the prayer book says, restore all people to unity with God and each other in Christ. And we do that through prayer, the sacrament, um, giving alms to the poor, doing all the things the church has always done. And that's what we should stick with. We're not, we sometimes do other things. We're not a social service club, although we some we do some social service. We're, and that's why I push back against, um, see, I grew up in the evangelical world with the church as just the people. And, and I need a sacred place in my life that's physical that I can touch, you know, that's my, every human needs that. And so the, I would put, I mean, I, the church is the people, it's a community, but it's also a building that I go to that ideally my grandparents went to and, and I was patched, matched, and I was baptized there married there and I'll hopefully be buried there Hmm. you know what I mean this so this is um, and I think that we I'm not embarrassed by making that claim at all and I think that that's that's a distinctive that we have we're not we're not um, gosh when I first became an Episcopalian it said we are not Puritans somebody handed me a book we are not Puritans. We believe in worshiping God and the beauty of holiness. So everything we can do from art, music, liturgy, stained glass, whatever, 
we're, we're so. Anyway, I want to I, I want to push back a little bit, Tom, and push that, and and that I I it, it's not that I'm anti-building, um, and I think that there's the uh, you know our, our good friend Gabriel Gordon's one of these. You know, who just sits there and he thinks, you know, church buildings are are awful and waste um, of money. You know, we, <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, we could, we could, you know, look at all that you could do with that money mm. for what it cost to, to, you know, maintain a building. And the early Christians didn't have one. And it's like, well, yeah, the early Christians didn't have one for a couple of reasons. One, they, many of them were still gathering in synagogues. On so they had it. They had a church building on Sundays, right? Um, on Sunday, well, on, so they would gather on Saturday uh, in the synagogue, and then on and, and then two is is that for a lot of them, they they the church was underground, and so to have a church building was was inconceivable. And I think that's the point that I that I really want to um, push back on is that for a lot of Christian communities. Having a building um, is, isn't isn't possible because they have to gather um, they have to gather underground. And for a lot of you know various points of Christian existence, you know that's what's that's what happens. So it's not that I'm anti building, right? I mean, I believe I mean I think there is something about sacred space and and places that have been a touchstone of your life. I mean we. Here, um, you know, and 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 one of the Old Testament stories, and you know, God, I think it's Jacob, um, told him, you know, like to build, you know, this place as a to mark, you know, and so I I I I think those things aren't bad. It's just we just have to understand also that for a lot of Christians around the world, having a church building is impossible because um, they have to worship and gather in secret. I'm not saying that you have to have a church building to be the church. But even in the times of the early church persecution, they had sacred spaces. I mean, you can go right now to Rome and go to the catacombs and you can find St. Lucy's grave that's marked by Christians. At least they think it's St. Lucy's grave, you know. And that was from a time of persecution. And this was clearly a special place because we still know where it is. I, um, I, I feel like there's a up, there's an upside down or there's a body of a crucified uh, man at the foundation of St. Peter's. And there's been a church there or a gathering place for Christians for since at least 200 A.D. Um. I don't know. I'm just saying it. I I agree that the church is not a building, but it is. And I, I don't think we have to have a building to be the church, but it's just human nature to have sacred space. And I don't think it has to be a building. And, and, and I think one of the powerful things you just pointed out is, is that a lot of times the earliest church gatherings were... Um, you know, were built around somebody who had died. Um, and so they, you know, which, which was sort of strange and unheard of, um, you know, in, in history and in, and in religion was not something that was common. Um, and so the fact that, that literally 
some of our earliest churches were were burial burial grounds was a remarkable statement about our faith and what our hope is. Hmm. So, uh, Tom, uh, one thought, and I know that this uh, it seems like is the sacredness not in the gathering because if you go to you know i mean meeting it all comes down to meeting with others it seems like and that's where wherever you're at that becomes sacred because that is set apart not to say i I don't don't disagree with anything you're saying but it just seems like being in community and, and worshiping is what makes it sacred it feels like but then again i i I agree with that yeah it's a place of meeting god yeah i mean we should the community gathers god is present you know so uh last sunday i guess i'm lost here two sundays whatever um we opened again and um you know what we were in at the our 10 30 service and um just being in there after i'll say 10 weeks i don't even know in the nave, um, you know, we had everyone was wearing masks. It was different and just odd and this and that. But at the same time, it was like, wow, this is just calling out to that part of me that just misses the liturgy, misses that repetition, that set apart time. And that's something um, um, I know you keep saying sacred, but I keep thinking of set apart because we set this time apart from any other time in the week to gather as a community, which again, which makes that um, sacred or holy, whatever you want to refer to it as. And just being in there, even with all the, you know, I, I say awkward and whether it's awkward or not, whatever it is, it's just different. Um, it was still just holy. <laughs> and so... Um, yeah. Oh, I grew up in a church that talked all the time about how the church is the people and not the building. And I agree with that. And they spent, you know, I think $5 million on a building to hold 3,000 people for worship that wasn't important. <laughs> we, you know what I mean? We kept telling her. And then a few years ago, it was kind of a mega church in that denomination, the Church of Christ. It was torn down because they couldn't. Uh, I mean, the church had shrunk a lot over the years, mm. and uh, and the pastor, who I respect a lot, but he was standing there talking about how this doesn't matter because this is a building, while six hundred people are just weeping, and I was um, I was with them because. I was baptized there. My dad was baptized right. there. You know what I mean? It was a special place for right. us, for our family. Mm. And it's just defying logic in the nature of humans to keep telling ourselves that we don't need sacred space and that it's not important. You know, it was. Yeah. So I think it's a loss. I think that we do waste a lot of money, especially if we build put money into sacred spaces while we're telling ourselves this doesn't matter and it's not important to us. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. But, so it's sort of like maybe like a both and type thing. Like right. maybe, maybe the primary is that there are a people and that that gathered people 
need a sec- need a sacred space to um you know to, to to you know to be the church and it's not like um this, so this is I'm, I'm totally making this up on the fly guys and if y'all think i'm crazy we don't allow that ever so. stop we don't allow that <laughs> so I, w- I was thinking about you know like a lot of times you know christians and and, and other in previous times they spend a lot of their times in outside right I mean, it's largely agricultural based um economies and so churches were a respite from outside if that makes any sense and now i wonder you, we oftentimes hear someone say well like the mountains or you know, go to turkey mountain is my you know that's mm, my right. sacred space right and I wonder if it's because we spend so much time in buildings that Ooh. I don't know. I'm just totally just wondering what, whether we have flipped it because our and I'm not. I'm Tom. Don't worry. I'm not suggesting that we just simply go up to the top of a mountain and you know look over or something. Um, but I do wonder if some of that is it plays into it just in the changes of how. We do our work. I don't know. Like I, I appreciate said, that. I, I mean, I appreciate that in, in that I have, um, I, uh, there was a time to where I felt like I didn't, um, and I joke with our priest, uh, Shelby about this, but stare at the moon enough. Um, you know, one, one call he had, um, checking in this week with the parish. He said, you know, everyone, if you can, go and sit on the front porch with the glass of lemonade and watch the flyer fi- fireflies, you know, and there is a call to that because we are, um, you know, and I know this is wore out, but we're in screens, we're in news, we're in media anytime we want it. You know, I can be, I can see all kinds of articles within a few milliseconds of having my phone right next to me or whatever it may be. And so playing off of what you said, Everett, I think there is something holy and set apart in recognizing the beauty and the sacredness of creation. Um, and so again, I, I, I think, I think, well, you're worshiping outside right now, Everett, one service. And so I think flipping the narrative on its head and saying, let's go out into God's temple, which is creation out in, you know, uh, earth and, uh, be outside is, is, is a, cool little flip right now so and important yeah, I don't, as i said i don't think it has to be a building right i mean i i have a lot of a lot of members of episcopal parishes in oklahoma their sacred spaces saint crispin's camp oh yeah right and it and they'll there probably never will be a more special place for them from a spiritual perspective than that right I mean, you look at the Old Testament, they did go up on a mountain all the time. I was thinking that. I was laughing when you said, don't go up and look over. And I'm like, Moses? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, I was going to say one thing. So I read the uh, Confirmation Project book. I just got finished with confirmation class. <laughs> and out in California, they have their confirmation service in uh, amidst, I think is the correct word, the Redwoods. Imagine that. Imagine being out in the redwood forests and just these huge trees. I mean, that is just so powerful image for me. That's where they have the confirmation service. Yes. Yeah, I don't love that. 
Oh, what? Who does it? Uh, I don't know. I just read one thing to where they did that. Um, they would go out and, and do that um, and have their service out. <laughs> did you say you don't love it because it's not in the building? Is that why? <laughs> well, I, I'd, I'd have to go back. I, I'd, I'd want to go in and read like what their thought process is. Yeah. My, my, you know, I, 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 this is, this is also like there, there is a certain segment of the church today who just, who like over, who overdoes it. Right. I mean, like, Oh, we just, you know, and <laughs> I can't wait to see the letters you're going to get. Yes. I was thinking, Oh man, what hole are you digging right now? I know what you mean. I, I do know what you, I think I know where you're going. Um, and, 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 Man, I'm like, I don't know, man, that's powerful. I mean, what do you do in Oklahoma when you celebrate creation of what is specific to Oklahoma, something like that? I get in the church, too, because that's, as Tom alluded to, that is our um, sentimental came to mind with the church building being torn down. And that's not the word I'm looking for. I mean, there's just something to being in your place and knowing that, hey, I was baptized here. Hey, I was confirmed here and so on. Um, So, but also... um, expanding on the sacredness so tom where is the place that you always go at home do you have a place that you go and sit and you are or whatever what's that place my front porch is it okay in the morning there's flowers it's in the shade it's a pretty spot you know and i can see my neighbors right going to work and people Especially in the morning when it's quiet, it's a nice grassy scene. So it's an old-fashioned front porch, you know, the small yard. And, like, I can literally see ten houses, front porches mm-hmm. from there. Anyway, that's my spot. Um, and Everett, what about you? Uh, my bedroom in front of my television. <laughs> yeah. Am I being totally honest? <laughs> No, well, that's Chip. it's because it's not. I get you it. You worship your TV, Everett. Yeah, that's it. Oh you, God, you, yes, I do. You pagan. Um, oh, I totally own it. But there's that place where name it um, and claim it. There, <laughs> what'd you say? Name it and claim it, <laughs> man. We just jumped into a different denomination. Um, yes, yes. So there's a place to where um, everything falls away. Is my point. There is a place of peace to where the weights, the yokes, whatever <laughs> phrase you want to use here, is just it just falls off of you when you enter into that space. And it's kind of funny because I'm sitting in my office and we have a closet in here and uh, my wife took the door off and put the dog's crate in there. And it is his space. <laughs> and it's so funny how <laughs> maybe we're not so far. He is completely relaxed and just at comfort and at peace there. We are creatures of having a space that is comforting. And so with that in mind, um, I'm just comparing the church to dog crate. I just realized, sorry about that. (laughs) There is something to familiarity and gathering and being in a place that is comforting. Um, I, sometimes it's in creation. Sometimes we have the places on our own. Sometimes it's in community and it's something that has value, has the sentimental value, has the sacredness, the holiness and so on. Um, so again, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that too. At, 
I would like to see, as I have come to, as others have taught me, to see both and, right? You see that the church is just a building, but it's an important place, as well as the people are, and so on. So, um, and I think it's important in our tradition. I mean, the 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 church is more than a building. I mean, it is it is blessed and set apart right. for the for the glorification of God and. And there is a service for the, um, is the word deconsecration? But anyways, basically a service. If, if, if a building were ever to cease to be used as a church, there is a service. Really? Um, and w- yeah. And, and it's because that, that, that this is holy blessed space and, and, you know these things matter. The altar matters. The font matters. The pulpit matters. The hmm. you know those those things are not insignificant. And my I grew up at St. Mary's in Edmond Episcopal Church, and they recently um, moved to another part of town. And a lot of great memories um, right. were of that church, and 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 some of the things were just like the smell, right. 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 I mean, it's like each mm, of our that churches dank has, basements. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, and those, those, that, that that's not insignificant. No, I, I remember, I can still remember the smell of the church I grew up in. Yeah. yeah. Man. It smelled like it, coffee and perfume. To, uh, to coffee and coffee and perfume. We had a basement in my original church. Now we're just reminiscing. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Um, but I, I drive by it, um, and, and mid-childhood, I'll say, we changed locations. Uh, but the old church, I mean, I remember being out in a large lot next to it, catching fireflies. Uh, God, I can't say that word. Fireflies. Um, back when they were... Well, like they are now, they seem to have came back. <laughs> but um, you know, and that's those memories, and that's tradition. That's our tradition. You know, that's part of our narrative and our story. And um, I think having places like that is what builds on and strengthens that narrative that is the life of faith. Um, uh, I mean, I'm just talking now. <laughs> so, you know, I wanted to get into where we fail. Um, and uh, but maybe we'll just keep this all positive and reminiscing for now. So um, we fail all the time. Everyone knows it's real obvious to everybody. But, but is there going to be <laughs> is there going to be a part two because we didn't talk about the, the marks of the church? Ding! We just really kind of part two. It is. <laughs> we'll stretch this sucker out until till a better year <laughs> shows up. Can you believe it's almost July? Seriously. I looked down and I went, oh my gosh, so it's just nuts. Um, actually, this episode's probably going to come out in July. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> okay, church part two. Uh, missions, did you say missions? We'll talk about that too. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope that um, you are all doing well, that you are safe, that you are, well, so many things in this world. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, know that your our love and thoughts are with you all. <sighs> I forgot my last line. <laughs> the peace, the of, peace the Lord, of the be Lord always be with always you. with you. Y'all, peace. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at 
at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.